Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 75th year of the Hunger Games. Welcome to Disaster Artists, the show where we live through the apocalypse so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're back. <laughs> and this week we're winging it with the Hunger Games. <laughs> we're winging it. Well, um, well, the Hunger Games is out tonight, today, you think, is it? We're just going to be going up two weeks after we record or something. Though, yeah, yeah. So, or a week and a half. Yeah, yeah, the last. The Hunger Games were out last week. Yeah, the, the new latest yeah. film. Part two of Whatever. part three. <laughs> yeah, because it was another one of those cases where there's they, three books. They so split they the, the last film. one into two films because they thought, you know, it, it really deserved the, 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 the story really needed another movie. Yeah, yeah. And it had nothing got to do with the massive profit they could get from Isn't splitting it. There's no trilogies anymore. Yeah, everything. It's four movies, five movies. They did the same with the. Was it the Hobbit they did? Oh no, the Hobbit they got three movies out of it, but it's out one, one book. book. <laughs> yeah, a book that you can actually, because it's an average size. It's a novel. Yeah, I'd say there's about very conservative guess. I'd say there's nine hours of reading time in it. Yeah, I'd say if you got the audio book, audio books tend to like it takes longer to actually listen to an audio book than to read a book because um, the well, pace. I read very slowly, so it's probably faster for me. But yeah, <laughs> um, no, I'd say still even like if you. Like, I don't know, if you're curious, like, listen to a paragraph from an audiobook and then read that paragraph in a book, and oh, I right. bet you you'll actually just fly... Because they're pacing they're... it quite differently. Your yeah. your mind works different when you're reading. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to guess nine hours it would take you to read The Hobbit, but it takes yeah. you ten to watch all three films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you could sit down and read the book. I'm not going to do what we're doing, but I'm going to go to Audible, who aren't a sponsor, um, <laughs> and just, I'm just curious <laughs> to see how long the audiobook... For oh, okay, yeah. oh, you can actually see the time of it. Yeah, yeah. And w- weight it against the. <laughs> It'll be like four hours or something. <laughs> yeah. Just curious. The Hobbit is twelve hours and twenty-eight minutes. So I'd say wow. ten oh, hours okay, yeah, to yeah. read. Really, really, I'd say ten. Yeah. And to get in a movie, there's so much you leave out of a movie compared to a book. Oh well, they added stuff for that, like the giant battle and stuff like that. Oh, they put in loads of stuff from. Like the, what is it? They put in loads of appendices stuff from. Oh the, yeah, yeah. Lord the, of the, Rings the third, books. the um, the third. I haven't actually seen the third Hobbit, but no, either have I. <laughs> I've only seen the. From, I'm seen, waiting for it to be on Netflix, and I was watching. And that's what I did the last two. From what I've seen of the first two, yeah, I uh, like and you know, having read the book, uh, like I know that the third film has to be mostly taken from different stories. Oh yeah, because there is like there is there is other books too. There's the the history of Middle Earth and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. I think they just borrow from that. None of it has anything got to do with <laughs> the Hunger Games. Though. No. <laughs> <laughs> other um, than like I guess that well, kind of in that that set a precedent. Yeah, or was that precedent well, already set? I Harry Potter did it, and the Twilight series did it as well. They did the whole yeah, last yeah. film is oh, two films did, yeah, thing. Yeah. I think Divergent are doing it as well. Of course. <laughs> Yeah. Another, that's another post-apocalyptic another, kind of another it's, generic young adult teen novel uh, in the exact same world as every other one their and, post-apocalyptic world is so vague yeah well it's usually it's a, a very uh, safe version of an Orwellian yeah, yeah totalitarian state and they all use the exact same one and yeah 
So in Hunger Games, at least in comparison, I think I, I read the first book, Hunger Games. Did you read the first book, or you read? I some read a few chapters of it. Yeah, yeah. I threw it away with anger. Yeah. I, I didn't actually. I found it on a train, and I read it for that train journey. And oh, right, I okay. thought I could bring this book home with me, but I'll leave it here for somebody else that might get more use out of it because I'll probably throw it in a bin in Houston Station. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. I uh, I didn't hate it, but I was just it wasn't yeah. worth. But then, like, I'm not sure how good of a review that is. It wasn't like I read some of it that I found it for free on a train. Read some of it, and it wasn't worth taking, putting it in my bag, and bringing home. Yeah, it didn't compel you to want to read more. Yeah. Like I I found by the time I got to a certain point in it, I just I'm one of those people that like, I can't walk away from a book even if I hate it because. I don't read that much either, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I read a lot of comic books and graphic novels and that kind of stuff. So when I read a book, I read a book, you know, because I read really slowly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, I had to finish it. Though, yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of. I used to And be- then, and, and my wife was mad at it. She read all three of them and thought they were, like she flew through, she read them in like one weekend, like the whole three of them. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you have to read the next one. You have to read the next one. And I actually read... I think the first two chapters of the second one and I, I literally was like nope <laughs> I just threw it down I went and I left it on a train <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> no, I just couldn't uh, I couldn't get I was just like how is this possible stupid so anyway yeah, the, the, so the premises of the Hunger Games anyway we should get into that I suppose uh, what is the Hunger Games it's there's a, there's 13 districts is it not 12 I thought it was 12, 12. maybe and, yeah no 13 is the destroyed one i think or or is it anyway it's 12 or 13 districts is it just the katniss is from district 12 i think that's that's what it is sorry she's district 12 and district 13 is a destroyed legendarily like nuked destroyed uh society because they once tried to uprise so they're the example to everybody okay and uh so there's 12 districts and they all do they all produce can i stop you for a second how is this all from first book? This is all, this is all from the first book. Yeah, okay, yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah, I we, that's something we should. Are we we're spoiling everything? Yeah. So just to let everybody know. We're not yeah, going to be yeah. careful on spoilers. So. No, I mean the books have been around for years. The last film is out. Yeah, a no, week, no, no, no. Ten days. The, yeah, series, but so. just to bring it back to actually some feedback we got where pe- two people suggested at the end of each episode we should probably give people a heads up on what the next topic is going to be. Okay, so yeah. They have, um, so I just wanted to mention to catch that. We probably won't be able to do that because sometimes we don't really know what we're doing. But if we don't mention in the episode what our next episode is going to be, yeah, we will know by the time it actually is uploaded. So it'll be on at the end of the description. We'll mention and next week at such and such. Okay, that's yes, probably sorry, the yeah, earliest yeah, yeah. we do know when. Yeah, but yeah, it was just that reminded me. Yeah, so yeah, because we're trying to keep stuff topical like this. We're doing Hunger Games because the movie's coming out. Yeah, we yeah, did yeah. Mad Max for the DVD release, and we did Fallout for the Fallout release. You know, th- so we're trying to keep things relevant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but which is kind of a bad. It, it's good, but also means people might see it and be like, "Oh well, that film's just out. I haven't got a chance to see it yet. I'm not going to yeah, listen yeah. to it." But we, but ha- we're I, haven't, doing, I haven't seen the new film. But so that's it. So we're spoiling the, the previous, the ones that have been released. Yeah, up the until story Mo- so far. Yeah, up until Mockingjay Part Two. That's the new one, isn't it? Yes, Mockingjay yeah, Part Two. I'm so trying to remember. <laughs> no spoilers for that. But yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, breakdown of the world is you've thirteen districts, one's destroyed, so there's twelve of them all around the capital, and it's basically it, it's America in. A couple of hundred years after 
a war that just devastated yeah, yeah. the population. You know what? It's the same as it's essentially the Commonwealth from Fallout that we talked about last week. Pretty much. Um, or it's the world from Old Man Logan. <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. world of like America's been there's no there's no longer states or anything, it's just mm. these districts. And they don't seem to be that big either. To me, I imagine That's... it's maybe all one state, yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. So it's not like LA. It's far more north where you have like more woodland and that kind of stuff. Not quite yeah, getting into yeah, Alaska yeah. kind of area, going that far, but more. But then I was um, thinking more. Am I thinking Seattle and that kind of stuff, or you know, yeah, yeah more yeah, that kind of area. But then I was thinking because you know, there's also yeah. So you're thinking of like an old, like an old log community. Like yeah, the, there's a little bit of that kind of to it. And, but, and then you have, like, well, you have coal miners as well. But this so. is, I'm just going to get into the districts quickly there. There's there's a district that is responsible for mining, and that's District 12. They're coal miners and stuff. That's the mm. f- fuel and whatever. Because in this future world, where they have hover, hover crafts and stuff, they still yeah, burn yeah. coal. Yeah, I don't know. It's for industry or something. I don't yeah. know. They, they don't really explain it that much. And then... There's another district which is like mostly farming, and then yeah. the district is uh, something else. Like they do textiles, and they, you know, so they all basically the twelve districts they all specialize in specific industries. Yeah, it's almost like a Spartan, capital. a Spartan society. The way the Spartans were, pretty they much had yeah. regions yeah. responsible for different. So it's like you guys grow corn, you guys have orchards, you guys get coal, yeah, you guys. Yeah. Uh, make technology you guys uh, do whatever else <laughs> you make <laughs> clothes you know that's yeah. which is actually quite a good system if you're given a choice in the matter <laughs> like yeah, yeah which is also like we were comparing it to I was saying there Divergent Divergent has a very similar kind of concept of they've the um, what do they call them the they're, they're like casts of personalities so there's people who farm food and there's people who run the government and there's, you know, based on their personality types. So it's the same kind of idea of segregation of what you do, you do yeah, this. Yeah. You know? And so yeah, that's, that's the Hunger Games. And then there's the Capitol and it's run by a dictator just called President Snow and he's the boss. Pan Am. Um, is that the country's name? Pan Am? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I believe so. And the Capitol is all really high like upper class um aristocrats aristoc- yeah very aristocratic they all like they're very kind of like top roman society like they have vomitoriums because they have yeah. so much food where everyone else in the other districts are starving well and... i guess that's why coal burning uh makes sense in it because when the energy they're producing is when when you're what you're benefiting from when you don't need to worry about what happens to the people that have to make the power like yeah, yeah. You, coal burning is probably a fine way to go yeah and they also have hydroelectric dams and things like that yeah. as well um, but the yeah so in the in the posh society they're all like fashion obsessed and they just don't understand oh those poor people like aren't they silly they yeah. wouldn't know how to live in a rich society that real kind of I always remember there was a couple of years ago there was a French I think it was was it was a very famous French politician within the last like 10 years Right. And he got accused. He was in some like conference, and he got accused of like spending too much public money. And uh, they're like, you know, you spent public spending on a cigar club where you smoked cigars that were worth like two grand a cigar. Um, what would you have to say to 
poor people who were like starving and poor yeah, people on yeah. the street about that and his response was oh well a person on the street wouldn't know how to appreciate a cigar worth that much <laughs> like he completely just missed yeah the whole concept of you know you spent taxpayers money on smoking a bunch of cigars that cost thousands yeah and you know like, he just doesn't get it like it's, yeah, yeah. It's like I said, there's typical ones there's a, there's a politician here a couple of years ago I can't think of his name oh I know the one you're going to say and already he, said he wouldn't know how to live on less than 150 grand a year or something like this oh that wasn't the one I was thinking of I, there was one now this is going back to the 80s this would have been I probably oh you thinking of Charlie <laughs> it wasn't actually Charlie but it was during Charlie's time yeah, yeah but I can't remember who the politician was he was a he was definitely a Dublin guy like yeah. that very like proper spoke but anyway he was asked about he was on the Late Late Show that's a well it's the same as the Late Show in America yeah yeah pretty much um, on our version of Letterman <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and somebody in the audience could they let audience ask questions and they asked him about like being paid too much and he was paid 250 grand that year and this is in the 80s and like when we had when we were a second world country <laughs> yeah. we weren't even first world country then but his question yeah was about like did he think like that they were overprepared and what did he think about that and his reply was will you try and have a house in Dalky and one in the French in southern France and try and pay off that like and see how much you 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 think you'd be overpaid so his reply was like how else am I meant to pay for my two houses yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is ridiculous so that's kind of what the capital is like. They just don't understand it. They don't get it. They also have kind of really horrible forms of slavery and where they like castrate people and they take out their voice boxes and make them servants and all this. Kind of stuff. There's a lot of brainwashing and all sorts of stuff going on. But then the big... And that's in the book and not the film as well, really. like that's stuff hinted that suggests, very slightly yeah, in the first yeah. film. But the book's a lot more direct. What is it, a, in what? They call them AVOXs. That's it. But the book's just a lot more direct in what the government yeah. does in it, and even the games themselves. That like, yeah, which is the next thing we did. Yeah. Um, do you want to explain the games? Um, well, my understanding of it, based on more from reading, because I, I've seen the film, but I still, I think I put together. I remember the games, sort of the outline of how the games work, more from what I read in the book. That, well, to have the reaping, the reaping is. There's a lottery originally, isn't yeah. that? So like the more times you apply, the more rations you get, yes, and that improves that's what your. I forgot about all that. Yeah. That improves your odds of being picked for the lottery, and when you are picked, they're, they select what a, a boy and a girl from every district. Yeah, and then they compete in the Hunger Games, the annual Hunger Games, and yeah, basically do, it's a battle royale to the, to, that's to the death. It is battle royale essentially. Yeah, but you're you're representing your district. So yeah, Katniss, who's the main character, she's going in with the what's the name, Peter. Mm. And so she she volunteers as her as tribute instead of her sister and all that. That's all the yeah, yeah. Of, but it's not really relevant to what we're getting into. How much it's more the society and stuff we're kind of studying. Yeah, well, everybody um, knows the plot. Is, yeah, yeah, just the workings of it. Maybe so. Is, so in the Hunger Games, so then they're dropped in the Hunger Games, which is a, I suppose it's a. A purpose-built arena of a forest where the gamers who are in the capital can control the environment and everything so they control the weather they control animals everything they can do crazy shit like yeah yeah <laughs> they they release gases that like turn you inside out and shit like they do crazy stuff like that um and then the idea being that the person who 
survives who wins who's the last man or woman standing is then given they never have to work again they're given a house the whole lot and i think there's more rations given to their whole district or something yeah. I, think. So I think there's a there's a bit of a knock-on effect for other people but it's like it's you get an extra extra biscuit one day kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. it's not that much well it's also it's a, a boy and girl win isn't it no 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 it, that always it's supposed to be only one but in the first film, it's Katniss and Peter. They start off this whole thing. There's this whole thing. He has a big crush on her. Yeah, yeah. So did and she's into uh, this other guy, Thor's brother. There's a whole love triangle because yeah, it's a teenage angst yeah, story yeah. that has to but be that's a love a, so, But, uh, but basically, the whole point is they... Because it's all televised to all the districts, the whole Hunger Games. So it's done... It's used as a by the society... Or it's used by the capital to try and control districts and keep them from uprising. Yeah, it's the yeah. idea that you do these sacrifice, like you're sacrificing your children out of your society to to show basically the capital to show how much power they have over the people. Yeah, but I think it's even like the idea of having the Hunger Games and the fact that it's not just that it's televised. You kind of you're forced to watch it because, yeah. like, when you look at how little tech that people in the districts have, but yeah. they all have they all have a TV, TV and then yeah. there's TVs in the town square. Yeah, and I think like you know, if you go ten years without anybody from your district, there has surely how many people are elected for the Hunger Games? If there's twelve district, if there's twelve districts, then twenty four go in every year. So you see, I you see, I'd thought there'd be much more districts just because that means every year everybody's guaranteed to have somebody in the hunger. A district has somebody in the Hunger Games. Oh, they do year. every yeah, yeah. But how long? It's all about like some people might only last a few minutes. Some yeah, last yeah. Days, weeks. But it seems like it would actually be a better system if. You know, you could go a few years without actually having somebody from your district in the Hunger oh, Games. Yeah, it was a total lottery. No, yeah, 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 because then eventually somebody will. Well, say there was. Let's imagine a world in this country. There's a hundred districts, but they still only select from twelve districts every okay, year. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you could go twenty years without your district being selected. Yeah, and then when you do, and somebody dies, it would really ring home the fact that oh, this can happen. Like even though if it happened every year, I get. I, mean, I yeah, think you kind of get it used be, to it. Would have more of a be more poignant and more of a, a stronger message to audiences. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But if I was do. running <laughs> a totalitarian <laughs> state, yeah. No, yeah. At the end of the first book, first film, it's. There's supposed to be only one winner, and it's Katniss is badass because she's an archer and she hunts to be able to subsidize the yeah. rations. So she's good at hunting, like I know, birds and squirrels and stuff. Feed their family that way. She survives, but so does Peter from her district, and they end up being the last two alive. And they have to kill each other. They're being told they have to kill each other, but what they do is they threaten to take poison berries at the same time, and yeah, they both die. Yeah. And at that point, they've become basically they become like big brother celebrities yeah yeah so for the capital to try and keep them over winning over because they because they sold this whole story that they were a couple in love and all this kind of stuff so to keep that propaganda going yeah yeah they let them live and then the idea being that they go on a tour of all the districts afterwards in that's where you get into the second film and the second book is they go on a tour because they're celebrities then because everyone's watching them on TV they're the winners yeah yeah so and they have this whole love story so it's basically the only TV entertainment you have in this world is the Hunger Games it's the only thing, escape people have from working like 20 hours a day in a mine <laughs> so, so it's the only escape for people but yet it's also this really horrible murder show <laughs> yeah, yeah 
Yeah, well, uh, the reality TV thing, I guess that's a a good starting off point for like yeah. the sort of real world version. Because that seems popular. I'm maybe is Hunger, Hunger Games the only one actually currently I can think of. But in the last few years, like that's sort of the the easiest go to for a lot of sci fi is like reality TV gone mad. That yeah, sort of premise. Like I always think it goes back to um, was it Running Man? Or- that, yeah. Is it? It's running. It's running. It? Sometimes I always think it's Marathon Man. Uh, where that's the other. That's the doesn't yeah. happen. Um, running Man is this eighties Arnold Schwarzenegger film where he goes on a video game or a, I a think game it's show. Better to uh, it's also it's a Stephen King novel, a very very so, yeah, good yeah. Stephen King novel. So. I know it from the film. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, the film is like a very like the film. Its name and basic premise, but yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. The, the novel is essentially... Well, it's the same plot, but the, the point of it, the greater idea is more akin to something like The Hunger Games. I mean, it's better. It's yeah. also, like, this whole reality TV gone mad as, like, a, a dark... And it's even, like, Black Mirror kind of have it in episodes, like a dark glimpse of the future in a world oh, yeah. where reality TV has gone mad. Reality TV will never get to the point of The Hunger Games. But I think as far as, like, reality TV gone mad, like, I mean, that's already happened. Reality TV's We're already there. gone mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not quite... <sighs> what was one I saw the other day? It was uh, Plastic Surgery Brides or something. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Seriously. What I'm saying more is that like... <laughs> yeah, we're there. It, it, was, it, was a, it was a good sci-fi prediction 30 years ago when Stephen King wrote about it. But yeah. Hunger Games doing it in a world where shows like this already essentially here. Yeah, yeah. They don't have the fight to the death, but they get close to no, it. No. But I suppose the message in Hunger Games is a bit more... It's a device they use to try and control the, and the population with, I suppose, fear-mongering and... But and I'd also, argue that's kind of what reality TV is nowadays. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, but they they sell like the the big thing is that they they do this whole sell of like they're selling a peaceful society and you know the typical dictator thing of we're doing what's best for you yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff when it's really selfish nonsense. You know, it's like you need to work hard so you can eat, and I'm you know smoking two rounds of cigars. You know, it's the same kind of thing. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a big, big undertone in the films, and then as they go on, is all about there's a rebellion to try and take down the capital and all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. More, I think. Big thing is, do you th- do you want to talk more about uh, Marathon Man or a Running Man? Or sorry, even? Running Man. No, I did, no, I did it again. It's, it's, it's um, like that's. Do you think we could ever end up in a world like that? Uh, I don't think you'd ever have this sort of law system i think you have the the uh, what are they called in the hunger games the career gamers there's oh, some yeah, there's yeah. a name for them yeah where it's people who actually like train for the hunger games and yeah volunteer. they live in slightly richer districts or districts where they grow more food or something i don't know what um, but the people that train i i think you could like i could see a world where a, a similar thing a similar game would take place but yeah. people would train for it and you would volunteer to be put in it and it would just be out of a sense of pride the same yeah. sort of trick you'd still kind of be tricked into that false sense of pride yeah, yeah. but it would never be like a lot to, to go around selecting no. people because I think that's kind of what they do like I mean that's no different than how people are kind of tricked into doing military service for certain countries it's like this false sense of patriotism and pride yeah, yeah. and people go and get their face blown off for it like, yeah, I so I can see I can see like a government like figuring out a way to 
do the same thing only in that war in that version i don't know what how a government doesn't really benefit by having people just volunteer other than but a tv network could <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's if you take it like i suppose our, our closest comparison in the modern day is a uh, gladiators and if it, as if gladiators was a fight to the death yeah, yeah, yeah as a tv show and because it's so high risk it becomes the biggest thing ever there's um ah oh, What's the... There's another 70s movie. They did a remake a couple of years ago. Uh, is it Rollerball? Is that what I'm thinking of? Murderball? No? Rollerball. Murderball's a documentary about the wheelchair. Sorry. Which is great. But yeah, I think Rollerball. Rollerball. Or, yeah, yeah, I only I remember the original 70s one. And that was brilliant. That was all... That was like the evolution of football. And it just became this huge entertainment thing where people are on like rollerblades and motorbikes and stuff going around an arena with mm. a ball but you can kill each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you tackle somebody you tackle them with a knife <laughs> like it's, it's just this crazy and then the, but like all the in the 70s one all the athletes were like they're treated like athletes are today like they lived in mansions and held huge yeah, parties yeah, yeah. and drove ferraris and you know it was they were risking their lives and there were but there was also a lot of corruption from the tv show or from the studio and all that kind of stuff there was a difference where i think the remake they were like prisoners and made do it it would be different that seems to be the easy the safe sort of pc way to change a lot of those films now is to make everybody prisoners they're forced into it rather yeah than, rather than kind of commenting on the people will volunteer to do yeah, this shit yeah well and yeah. like there you can you know the audience will be more forgiven to what happens to what the the writer chooses to do to these characters then as well like there's usually going to be one good prisoner you know there's always a good prisoner yeah yeah. who is there who didn't mean to murder his wife (laughs) (laughs) it was self-defense yeah or you know he he stole a loaf of bread to feed his family there's one like it's the same because I, I remember like when Hunger Games came out and everybody's like, oh, it's a copy of Battle Royale. Now, yeah. they're not wrong. It is. Like, there's no... Yeah, yeah. It is. But Battle Royale, it's not like that's the most original idea. That's the... No. Like, is it the Agatha... <laughs> no, it's not Agatha Christie. The, the most dangerous game, it's Collins. Daniel Collins or something. Oh, okay. But you know the most dangerous game, it's the hunter. He He's a big game hunter and he's like shipwrecked on an island owned by this oh, aristocrat. Yeah. And he's going to hunt him. Yeah, yeah. And there's different versions of that same story. There was films where it was like a bunch of, there's one made in the 40s where it's like a bunch of college students are on a yacht and they're invited to this island. And when they come there, it turns out they're all going to be hunted by these rich guys. I watched uh, Zodiac through the night and they go loads into Most Dangerous Game as one of the theories they think that the Zodiac Killer is a big fan of it and he makes loads of references well, to it in his letters. It's essentially stuff. as well, it's kind of, it's not the same setup, but the first Rambo movie yeah, is yeah. kind of, what's the first Rambo movie called? First Blood. First Blood, yeah. It's kind of. It's not even Rambo. called Rambo. Well, that's, yeah, that's why <laughs> I said it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, where was it going to? Oh, yeah, yeah, just there is one, just speaking of the prison ones, there's one that came out recently with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, oh, really? Uh, British footballer turned actor from Lockstock um, Vinnie Jones Vinnie Jones <laughs> yeah and it's the same like it's exactly what we described they're prisoners so and then Austin's the one good one I think he was ex-military and he like I think it's essentially the same as uh, 
the beginning of Con Air, where you know he beat up, he he beat two guys that were trying to like rape a woman, and he ended oh, up yeah. killing them. But they so were superior went, officers or whatever. Like he, well, I think just because he killed them, he went ended up in prison. Yeah. But and then it's this, it's this, and then they after that, it's just it's battle royale or Hunger Games. Only they use prisoners and it's televised. And yeah. Then, Austin and there's a whole uprising thing and it's the exact same. it's awful <laughs> awful <laughs> film but it's also like it's a film I'm sure I can only think of that version right now but I'm sure I've seen that same film like 20 times yeah yeah but just instead of Stone Cold Steve Austin it'll be some other ex-wrestler <laughs> or, or Ice Cube Ice Cube is in one actually he's in a version of the most dangerous game oh it has to be uh, or Ice T actually or Ice T the one that was in uh, Law and Order <laughs> I was going to go with the, their actual music careers, but because I don't know which one was in Law and Order, I I can I know one I think of it was them. Ice T, yeah, Ice Cube is he's one of like Ride Along, and he does uh, the those the uh, um, was it the barbershop films and yeah yeah yeah. That. yeah. I, whichever one was in Body Count, anyway, I think he was the one the band Body Count, Cop Killer. Yeah. Oh. oh. I think he was the one that was in the most dangerous game. But could have been... I'm sure the boat were. I'm sure yeah, the boat yeah. had various... I always mix up my ices. Like, vanilla ice, ice cube, yeah. ice tea. Yeah. I know what each of them look like, but I always forget which one is which name. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's not, it's not it's like I'm like, oh, because they're both black, I can't tell them apart or anything like that. No, no. It's, it's more I forget who is... Which is which one. <laughs> well, I mean, one of them had a song called Cop Killer... Another had a song called Fuck the Police. You know, they're okay. very... Yeah, Ice okay. Cube's Fuck the Police. Ice Cube's Fuck the Police. And Ice-T's... Ice-T is Cop Killer. Yeah. yeah. I just remember that, yeah. That's the best. I'm, I'm thinking of... I'm thinking back. Straight Outta Compton is Ice Cube. Yeah. And he did... See, they that's did the easiest Fuck one, the Police. Ice and that's what confused me. It's the easiest um, to go with the Ice Cube's NWA. Yeah. And Ice-T's Body Count. Yeah. I prefer Body Count, but... <sighs> Well, then it was Ice-T was in uh, Law and Order. Because Ice-T isn't even really... Uh, this is a different show all of a sudden. People always talked about the rap song, Cop Killer. Like when you yeah. saw politicians talking about how bad it was for society, and they're like, this rap song, Cop Killer. But Cop Killer isn't a rap song. It's a me- It's like a punk rock song. Like there's no <laughs> rap in it. It's like a pure punk song. It sounds like the Misfits. Yeah. But people just assumed because it was a black guy. <laughs> it He's must a be a rap. <laughs> no, I know he did do rap as well, but Body yeah, Count. But that particular... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Ice-T, when he was... As Ice-T, he's a rapper, and in Body Count, they were a rock band. Yeah. But uh, it's just funny. <laughs> that is funny. And yeah, it was Ice-T that was in Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Oh no, it was just conf- we never actually confirmed it, so. Oh, sorry. Because that's more important than anything else we've I, I, I did, but you weren't listening. Sorry? I, I said it about two minutes ago and you weren't listening. So, just, no, could you, oh, I, well, I if you want to go into people not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I confirmed it first, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Do you know what film it was he was in? Surviving the game, it was called. <laughs> a homeless man is hired as a survival guide for a group of wealthy businessmen on a hunting trip in the mountains, unaware that they are killers who hunt humans for sport. All right, fair enough. I would not be surprised. It'd be really funny. Oh wait! Just because we got into this story, are they both in it? Is it the... No, it is Ice T. It's just when I searched Ice Cube, the results still came up because Ice and Most Dangerous Game so, were still So keyword. the internet made the same mistake as us. Yeah, okay, then. yeah. But it was actually Ice T. <laughs> okay. I think it might be good now. You see, Ice T does better actual. I think his acting works better than Ice Cube. So yeah, yeah. It might actually be an okay film. Ice Cube just is like angry all the time. 
he just does like loads of like kids movies now doesn't he yeah and he's just the guy who's always angry yeah like I saw on IMDB the other day he's done he Ride Along 2 is now coming out so I think Ice-T was uh, I think he you know he was a pimp and he's in that documentary about pimps and he's talking about actually being a pimp yeah and yeah he's in yeah it's Special Victims Unit that he's in for Law and yeah, Order yeah the sex crimes yeah which unit. is just really inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> but I never knew that okay so uh back to the hunger games yeah yeah uh, uh, ice t is not in the hunger games but lenny kravitz is oh so, speaking of musicians who, yeah yeah lenny kravitz is in it as yeah uh, he's a cool uh costume designer guy yeah yeah fashion designer which is the bit like that's such a part of the hunger games for but that's still the same it's, like, it's, it's back to that kind of attitude in the capital of like fashion is crazy and they have that real aristocratic thing of like wearing loads of makeup brightly colored wigs yeah, yeah. It's like that's a huge part of the way the capital has gone this bloated rich society as I said like they there's 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 a scene in one of the films I think it's the second one where they're in the capital and they're at a party and there's like drinks that if you drink them they make you vomit because you're too full from eating all yeah, the food yeah. well, yeah. And, and they're just looking at it going like we're starving in district 12 like what the hell well like and i think that's the main kind of message from it not so much the actual hunger games themselves aren't the huge important thing though for some reason they felt the need that they have to go back into the hunger games but back to the society it's kind of like roman imperialism and they even did actually have the whole you know and ridiculous makeup and just red rosy cheeks painted on yeah, yeah. Like, and how historians have actually been able to deduct that is because you know the roman statues are all just like clear granite yeah but they wouldn't have been at the time they were actually painted yeah the same with, with all the buildings and stuff it's all really yeah, bright colors wasn't it oh yeah but like the for the, the statues themselves because there were people they were painted and when they've been able to i'm not sure how you exactly figure out what the colors were used but they can yeah. Yeah, there's the remains of pigments <laughs> left in there but that the, the faces were painted with yeah. like rosy cheeks and like eyeshadows and stuff so yeah. there's no way to tell what humans wore at that time exactly on their skin they, but that's how they depicted yeah people. If they yeah. predicted that if yeah if they if that was how they painted statues it's a safe assumption that that must have been how they yeah dressed themselves like the, the classic depiction of romans is the white togas like the really plain yeah, yeah, white yeah. toga robes and stuff where in fact they were probably wearing like bright pink and pastel blues yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, bright yellows and um, things that like uh, everything was really brightly coloured over the top but even the toga uh, was kind of like uh, you can read like because the toga is essentially like just walking around in your dressing gown and not yeah. bothering to get dressed it's like being the dude yeah <laughs> which is a real like be a that's like such a relaxed like that's something that only somebody who could afford to do nothing can do. Like, yeah, walk around in your toga all day. Yeah. Well, they lived. They did a society mostly built on slaves. Yeah. Um, and then you even had was it? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, okay, so because one of the big sort of selling points or one of the things people love with the Hunger Games is the is Katniss's character and the fact that it's such a strong female lead. Yeah, yeah. And I always find that kind of funny because she's a strong female lead but i do find it weird with a lot of these well a lot of films in general but a lot of the young adult novels i think are very guilty where their idea of a female lead is to write rambo and then just refer to that character 
with a female's name but all but the 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 sort of archetype she fits is still just your typical male hero yeah yeah rather than being a female hero. yeah like what's wrong with a girly character then you like what's wrong with a character who likes typical girls who you know is more of yeah. a, a female archetype character but then also shoots a bow and yeah, causes a rebellion they're always they're always kind of tough gritty kind of no-nonsense dudes yeah and they're even the and that's the worst when you read the scripts like and they're not no, into and no nonsense it, like they're always described as no nonsense that's like code yeah. for a female who fits the male archetype yeah yeah it's it's more being slotted in rather than being given their kind of own yeah yeah thing you know what i mean like I, I think the best way to look at it just thinking off the top of my head is like look at the powerpuff girls all right from the cartoon do you remember the powerpuff girls <laughs> i was too i was too old that's well, amazing <laughs> um, you like cartoons uh, yeah like I, that, I like though. cartoons um the like the powerpuff girls is they were just girls yeah with superpowers so like and they each had there's three different personalities and there was one who was a really cutesy girly one and there was the angry redhead and then there was the real tomboyish one but in most of these films you only get that kind of tomboyish yeah, I don't yeah. I don't wear dresses yeah I'm yeah. you know I don't wear like makeup make, like, I don't Katniss, care what my hair looks like because I'm hunting Katniss's character is actually like really cold and like yeah. not really in the, like more what yeah. the guy is typically in those yeah and even even there's the whole story of there's the love triangle with her and Peter and is it Galen I think is the other guy Thor's Thor's brother but anyway he's like he's a hard miner and then the other guy's a baker and she's like the badass hunter and even the the whole one of the main whole stories is how Peter who wins the Hunger Games the first one with her there's this whole thing of they have to pretend to be in love yeah yeah to, we're saying otherwise that. the capital will kill them yeah but she really just doesn't care about him and she more prefers the other guy but really she seems to not really give much of a shit about either of them it's because she's quite cold like in that way yeah, that you're yeah. saying and there is a bit of like they do let in a little bit of vulnerabilities of like after the hunger games like she's waking up with nightmares and sweats and things like that and she's not she's not the perfect like rambo who's it doesn't affect me no but, you know, but, but, but even rambo had the whole point was he is ptsd yeah yeah, yeah. like see you're, it's the, you're still allowed weaknesses but it's, yeah, it's yeah. still that she still fits that archetype character yeah. but i think that's what they do with those characters a lot in these films where they're like where the writers are like and the producers like wow this is a young adult novel we have to target young girls we need a strong female character i have no yeah. idea how to do this but what I know is people like male hero. We, we, that's how we do it. We make them like a man. That's how you make a good female character. You yeah, make them yeah. like a man. And yeah. that's... No, just... They can, like, Buffy's the best thing. Buffy's still it's, really girly. Like. I meant to say Buffy earlier, and I was trying to think of something, and I thought Paragraph Girls first, but then as I was halfway through talking about that, I thought about Buffy. Because she's still a girl. A cheerleader. She likes makeup and dresses, like, girly yeah, things yeah. that... and. Like her, there's oh, nothing wrong with that you can she's a girl who kicks ass yeah, and, and you like know what? even her banter with villains when she's fighting them and all that kind of stuff is it's girly banter like you know it it, it works yeah yeah really well and uh, it's not like and it's not like a spike and angel are the most manliest of men no, either like no, they, exactly. they sort of play that up as well like and that's yeah. the best way to do it yeah. but then i don't think like the best example is not is not to go to fiction go with like arguably the most well she lost last week but the most badass female in the world at the moment is ronda rousey oh yeah 
and she's really girly like she's still if you watch any of the like ufc documentaries and stuff she's still a very girly girl yeah she would kill most men <laughs> like yeah. she's as tough as they come like but she's just oh. a girl who has trained to be a badass fighter yeah yeah but it's not what she is you know what i mean it's well, I'd say that she's natural. Or I should say it's it's what she is. It's not who she is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like well, she's just na- she's just badass. She's a badass yeah. female who just has her own personality yeah. <laughs> and doesn't act like Rambo. Yeah. Uh, and uh, anyway, it's a, a very long. No, no, it's a good to, point though. But I guess like, and that's to stick with it, which is kind of makes the whole thing kind of odd that when you think of like you could almost say that Hunger Games is almost more sexist than anything else because <laughs> their idea of a strong female is to give her male characteristics yeah, yeah and then when you look at all the villains in it they're all wearing makeup and they're very feminine oh, even yeah. the men yeah that's really and they're all point. like even essentially wearing dresses like they're kind of cross they're almost cross dressers and yeah, that's even, even, even like Lenny Kravitz is the most toned down capital person you meet well I'd say uh, actually apart from like Prison Snow but I oh, mean no, I of, of, s- like he's that like no I know what you mean I was just as a joke I was gonna say uh, oh fuck what's his name the like best actor in the entire series the Oscar winner that's there Philip Seymour Hoffman Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah he's like he just looks like he showed up in, I know yeah, yeah. in his own clothes his character in the book his character is a very kind of like Oscar Wilde type of Ah, character okay and i when i read I the bo- when i read I the book i imagined stephen fry playing him and then when i heard he was cast i was like oh, okay fair enough i don't think i even got to him in the book i think he's in only in the second book oh, and okay. i read the first like like i said i read the yeah, first yeah, yeah. whatever three four chapters well, and even I was like, from nope. what i've seen of him in the film i can see uh stephen fry in that part like now that you see yeah, yeah. the oscar wilde sort of character suits that he's too. he's this kind of like bold he's in the capital society he's he's this kind of like respected cheeky liberal right who but they still they're all very right-wing conservative this is you know rich over the poor kind of there's that whole kind of thing of society like he he never publicly goes against president snow because he'll be killed yeah <laughs> but he yeah. he gets away with as much as he can by still staying within the rules in that sense you know and he's is just there... he's just that slightly cheeky and slightly different and he's a, he is aware of the madness of the, the aristocratic world he lives in. Yeah, yeah. And, is, he, and he lets Katniss know that. Like, and, and is he, there any explanation given to why he doesn't dress? Um, in the book, as far as I know, he is pretty much dressed like Oscar Wilde. He has like, you know, and I, I could be wrong here, but he's like got a pocket watch and it has mm. the Mockingjay symbol on it and all this kind of stuff. And he's like got a cane and a long coat and I might be he's wrong. a little bit more flamboyant than... Philip Seymour Hoffman is presented in it. Because I might be, like, because I know, like, President Snow, he's still, yeah, he wears his suit, but he's still, like, he's still got the handkerchief in the pocket and stuff like that. He's very distinguished. Philip Seymour Hoffman looks like a bank manager who's just got off work, like. Yeah, he he almost looks a bit slovenly in some ways. But I guess then his job, like, he's been in the control room for weeks and hasn't been, you know, he's working. That's the idea, I think, yeah, yeah. And the... Well, no, I was saying, like, Lenny Kravitz's character, like, he's, um, he even plays it very slightly camp, but he does a pretty good performance in it, and he has, like, loads of eye makeup on. Obviously, yeah, I've seen but him But he's in, in like, a kind of a shiny suit, and he's, mm. 
he's but again know. that's what like that's probably his own wardrobe that he should <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. like and everybody else has done up ridiculously philip seymour hoffman and lenny kravitz both look like they always look pretty much yeah do, do you know what it is yeah philip seymour hoffman looks exactly how you'd expect philip seymour hoffman to look like in that world yeah, yeah. um where and the same with Lenny Kravitz <laughs> but do you think it's because Lenny Kravitz kind of he's clearly doing the acting thing just for the crack oh yeah like that Irish word for fun that <laughs> he's doing it <laughs> I didn't even think of that <laughs> especially when we're talking like the other guy actually died of a drug overdose so oh, yeah, heroin, just have yeah. to make that clear whereas Philip Seymour Hoffman he's got an Oscar and he's as like serious drama that like I'd say with both of them nobody was going to tell them that they had to wear these these frocks and stuff like. yeah 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 <laughs> but I suppose the evening is they're very standout characters within their world so they have to be different yeah where all yeah. the other men you see are wearing like pink wigs and powder blue wigs and loads of they have loads of like make makeup on yeah so, so there's a very I suppose effeminate looking society and then there's the hard-working coal miners and they're the winners and the, the pansies lose. There's a little bit of that. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is a bit weird. I never thought of it that way. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> me and you, we've been yeah. living in District 12. I was, I was wondering when you were going to get there. <laughs> we've, we, we've, this, is the, this is the feature of the podcast. We have, our, we have the same oversized trench coat we've had since our time <laughs> in Thunderdome. <laughs> and we've, both, we've been living in district 12 as the one person so as one person as johnny shane <laughs> for a few years now because i think if we're going to get into the hunger games we can't be against each other oh, okay. unless we turn on each other at the end but i think it's well I, th I think the best way around it is just say in our version they just pick two people it's not necessarily a male and a female and we yeah. want two they get picked <laughs> i like us i like rather than us in a <laughs> one of a, like in a trench coat pretending to be one very tall person <laughs> Though neither of us are particularly tall by ourselves, but together, I imagine we'd be very tall. Well, I mean, we have to be at least 12 foot, like, if it's twice. Well, I guess you're sitting on the well, shoulders. I was going to say, I'm so. under six foot, you're under six foot, so we're like 11'5 together? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, sitting on shoulders, you lose a bit too. Well, it's not like you're full yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah, so it's like one and a half, I guess. So who who's on the bottom? Do we alternate? I think you'd have to alternate. Like, we'd have to have a very set uh, disguise we... for our face. Okay, yes. Yeah, like, so we'd we have to have... So we always look the same? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Roughly, anyway. Yeah. Just wear like glasses have with a nose and a mustache. Yeah, like the Greedo. The Greedo Tash. <laughs> or not Greedo. What's it? The Greedo is the Star Wars <laughs> character. What's the... The uh, Marks. Yeah, yeah. For this look. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. The, the Tash. Yeah. <laughs> well I mean or just considering it we could just have ridiculous over the top makeup as well considering it's oh, Hunger yeah. Games but we're living in District 12 the poor district so that's not really the style it's ah, more, yeah but we obviously it's more, it's more like a shirt and dungarees kind of look which would make the whole trench coat idea easier like that sort of basic dungarees yeah. yeah we could pull something off but anyway so like surviving the Hunger Games Anything that sticks out, any like what are your 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 main sort of key points maybe for survival? Um, Not just within the games, but within that entire world, like the, the like could prepare you leading up to the Hunger Games or whatever. Yeah, well, like in that, there okay, you're going District Twelve, you're miners and you're working, like 
something like mad like 12 15 hours a day in a mine so you're low on vitamin d right <laughs> um but you're probably going to be pretty muscly swinging a pickaxe all day you're going to be strong i mean so long as you're getting enough protein in your diet which well, you get what one day off a week if you're pretty good at hunting like um Tor's brother is like he's a he's a he's a big fucker in it like and he's a miner and wasn't he taught he was taught hunting by Katniss wasn't it like or she her father him. or something yeah yeah, I think. yeah Katniss in particular like the way she's she's living for herself anyway to begin yeah. with it's not so much yeah if you if you've prepared in the sense that you've already been out hunting like she's already yeah. learned these skills and they're all things that yeah, get her through. And she's probably eaten a lot better than other people in her society because she's hunted. Yeah, like she she's they, gotten a lot more meat and protein, basically. And just not like the rations they're given look like they're like condensed milk and stuff like that. All yeah, the rations in that world look like they're very they, it's processed food essentially. Oh, they're given the they're given like. Was it plumpy nut? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where she's like been like. doing the the paleo diet, like pretty fish. much. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a, that's a huge factor in paleo diets. The Paleolithic, the the way uh, cavemen lived, it's essentially kind of a hunter hunter gatherer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, like it's eaten anything that's not processed or grain, much. essentially. Yeah, nothing that's farmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything you can hunt, catch, or grow, yeah. but grow like grow enough farm. Yeah. As in, like, you know, tomatoes and stuff like that, as opposed well, to all, corn and barley. It's all veg and beans and meat. Yeah. Pretty much. Where there and a lot of eggs. And stuff like that's that. it. Like, and that's relevant to just the podcast in general and for survival. Like, diet's such an important oh, so thing. Important. Like, uh, even just in normal oh, life, it, it's oh, very important oh, like, out there, folks, you know. And <laughs> I can't eat as little processed food as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't say I've ever, like, done a, a paleo diet. No, but uh, I'd like to. I'd like to actually be, yeah, like, it's very tough to do that when you live in Dublin. It's not like you can go out and hunt. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. But, well, you know, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. Because you got to buy, you got to be buying meat. Well, you need to buy a lot of meat. And meat's expensive. Well, the thing with the, like, the paleo diet, and if you're actually to live how our, our ancestors would have lived, like, they would go out and, the way they would work because they'd go out, a group of them would go out together and hunt yeah. a, a, a large animal, maybe two, and they would, you'd come back and cook for the village. Yeah. And everybody would just get a portion of meat. That's it. But it'd be like the sides would all be, there'd be loads of veg, loads of nuts. Yeah. And then like one small portion of meat. So it's not about getting loads of meat, but it's about getting just enough to like... Give you a boost. Yeah, yeah, to have that meat diet. Yeah. But they, and they would be eating meat. The difference is, I guess, because sometimes, now, like, I'd say I eat red meat maybe two times a week now. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I'd they be might be eating it every night of the week, but in smaller portions. Yeah, but they're eating a lot more, like, root vegetables. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, that would be more stuff you'd find. It'd be root vegetables and nuts and berries and things like that. Yeah, exactly. But just, so, like, you don't need a whole lot of meat, but it's just important to have meat as well, like... Yeah. I'll give you a mad one. I was watching a documentary about it and uh, apparently the the hunter-gatherers of say pre-farming periods so you're going back about 12,000 years um, and 
for the hundred thousand years before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently we were such sufficient hunter gatherers that the average sake, the average person in a community um essentially worked for their food to sustain themselves. They worked about ten hours a week. Yeah, yeah. Where when they started farming then they were working like forty hours a week. That's it. And, and uh like but it was a but the only difference was growing grains and all that kind of stuff is they they worked a lot more during specific times of the year and then you had say winter you could just live off live off your stored food so so it was was more comfortable in that sense and they their population grew so much and things that so they had to and they were developing more trade and villages Mm -hmm. and communication and stuff so it was the only way around it well, like the diet, the the Paleolithic sort of diet, probably would like well, no, probably is healthier. Well, it makes sense if you think of it that that's what humans ate for over hundred thousand years. That's it. I saw a thing. It could have been on the Neil deGrasse Tyson, the the Cosmos show. Oh, yeah. where A lot of the times they will do like, a, you know, they will reduce the history of the world into like a twenty four hour clock. Okay. Yeah. And if you look at a twenty four hour clock, or yeah, twenty four hour clock. Yeah, humans become farmers at five to midnight, and everything oh, yeah. before that they were hunter gatherers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of that's just ha- human civilization. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were we were, we were hunter gatherers for yeah. twenty three hours and fifty five minutes. It was like, we, like like a thing. Like I'm lactose intolerant. I was raised never drinking cow's milk. Yeah, and I always remember like it, thing is apparently like we're not we're not built to drink have a mil- have a glass of milk every day yeah, yeah, yeah we're not yeah. built like that that's our stomachs don't operate that way your st- you're like your stomach changes from a baby that needs breast milk to then when you get to a certain age say like the three four your body just doesn't need that anymore it doesn't process it that way you're on solid foods so yeah, you, don't yeah. Eat, you don't do it anymore well i'm not lactose intolerant but i've i've often gone off dairy products just for like health really just for like oh this is yeah. better for me and then when I do end up, if I go like two months without anything dairy, and then yeah. I do end up having it, I notice the difference in that it, yeah. my stomach feels weird and it's really hard. Like oh, it's yeah. almost like I become lactose intolerant yeah, right. when I go off it. Yeah, yeah. So I, well, like, I find that like I get worse if like I I love cheese, <laughs> right? And uh, but I I was raised on goat's milk, so I always had like in my cereal in the morning I always had goat's milk and. I I buy uh, goats yogurts and I always have one in the morning with the banana before I have my porridge because I I just eat all day anyway um <laughs> that's a different thing <laughs> that's really probably one of the main reasons I'll never survive an apocalypse I'd, I'll just be hung I'd be too hungry mm. um you've never tried the warrior diet so no no that's kind of it just reminded me what's the warrior diet it's kind of like the idea is kind of comes from the paleo diet more in how you treat it's where it's like what the spartans would be like the spartans wouldn't they would they would have a even i'm sure you hear a spartan breakfast yeah people use it as a word like a, a very not sparse that's the opposite but like very little substantial or yeah very little yeah yeah like the spartans would have fruit for breakfast and that oh yeah it and then they won't eat for the rest of the day until the evenings yeah and then they would get together and like in paleolithic times have a feast yeah but the warrior diet is the idea that you essentially fast for the whole day oh okay and then whatever calories you need to get for whether it's the calories you're recommended or if you're in like you hear a lot of ufc fighters will do it so they're getting they need more than your average person yeah. but they still won't get them 
until seven o'clock in the evening oh, and okay. they fit everything into the five hours before bed essentially yeah, yeah so you get fruit in the morning you obviously need something to keep you going but then you fast yeah. for the rest of the day and then you get everything into you in the evening and apparently it's like much better Oh, it's like you. the opposite of what everyone tells you. Don't eat after <laughs> seven o'clock. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's really funny. No, it's that that diet works. Like, <laughs> if you're sitting down and eating a Domino's pizza <laughs> to get all your calories at seven o'clock, yeah, yeah, it's not that. But if you're eating healthy, the idea is that you get all your calories. Oh yeah. Um, I, I'm more, just, I just the way your body bur- uh, it uses up everything and burns yeah. what it doesn't need. Uh, oh, you, yeah. you you get the most out of your intake of protein. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Where I'm more a fan of, I I suppose the theory of I eat a little more often, but what I end up doing is just eating a lot all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, it's okay because I'm not fat or anything. So I'm weird. Like, I can go, I won't eat the whole, once I start eating, I don't stop. Like. Yeah, no, I'm the exact same. Like, I'll sit down and even I'll have my dinner, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm going to have an apple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then. I'll start eating like chocolate and crisps and stuff like that. Which I think like I ended up kind of doing the warrior diet just by accident because I was like, I'd be doing stuff during the day and it's like, ah, I don't have time to sit down and eat for two hours. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I just wouldn't until the evening. I'd I'd hold off cooking big meals until as late as possible. And I'd cook something that this will do me for two days and then I just eat it all in that evening. So in the Hunger Games world, <laughs> well, don't that count? I think I know. The yeah, diets, it, no, it does. It's very important. Um, diets and training is what that was. Yeah, yeah. So when you're in the scenario like that, you've you've Katniss and um, I think it's Galen, but I'm sorry, I'm Thor's brother, whatever you want to call him, Liam, Liam Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth. There's he, another one too, isn't there? Yeah, there's another one who's. I think he's in the Expendables. The other yeah, one. Yeah, I think so. He, but anyway, the they spend kind of their free time where they're not working in the mines or whatever they spend their free time running through the forest after animals and stuff. so they're essentially training like yeah, they're, doing, yeah. they're doing a shitload of cardio and uh, kind of mixed training and then they're hunt- gathering hunting skills they're good with they be good with a blade they're good with um bows they make their own bows they make their own arrows you know they know how to kill hunt animals like they're they're going back to that basically we were saying that almost like paleo existence of hunter gatherers so they stand a pretty good chance in terms of their health when they get to the hunger games and i suppose in the scenario we'd be the same it's very hard to hunt when you're on my shoulders (laughs) 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 well how we haven't tried it yet next time we go shooting bows we should do it from if if we were doing it every day we'd get good at it but for we can we can alternate not in set and stone. Like we we've got the Groucho mustache. Groucho, that's the word. That's we got the Groucho mustache, so we can. What do you call it? Gre- Gre- Greedo. Greedo mustache. <laughs> that's brilliant. But I like that. Like there was some confusion. I even said Marx Brothers. It's Groucho Marx. I, I like the fact that there would be confusion and you just show up with a Greedo mask. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to play the Hunger Games in a Greedo mask. That's really funny. <laughs> It kind of goes in with just the training and the diet, but kind yeah. of something that happens, like if you if you are like out hunting for your own food and have done some training, the sort of third point that's your biggest strength in, in Pan Am or in the Hunger Games is just not, the fact that you haven't been accepting handouts from the government. Yeah. I think that kind of helps you because I think that's, when you're relying on a government to give you handouts, you're more likely to stay. It's like, it's like when you, you end up on welfare when, like you don't have a job and you sign up yeah, for yeah. welfare and then all of a sudden it becomes really easy 
to go down to the post office and just get your welfare check and then all of a sudden people have been on it for 10 years it's like that yeah, system it's very easy to do nothing and yeah. just be kind of caught up in the system and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah yeah so like if you're already a bit of a rebel digging your own food you're getting your own food and all that kind of stuff not quite relying on what you're being given yeah you're, you're just more likely to stand up yeah to you're, you're a more independent person and also in the hunger games uh i think just actually being able to like deceive people really easily is yeah a, is like, a big factor <laughs> probably the more important like that, yeah Katniss is basically the, the like in her in district show they run like a black market and she trades like animals she kills and stuff in the black market so oh, there's yeah, a, there's a, yeah. I just, I just thought of that, that sorry. yeah so there's a, the film kind of opens with that doesn't it yeah yeah so there is there's that whole kind of end of society that you're you're involved in that yeah like the, the ability to deceive is there you're, yeah you're trained yeah. you're doing it for a living you know and, and she kind of, she uses those skills by the end of the first film as well like oh yeah yeah well they all do loads of people who lose it's yeah. all about people tricking yeah there's loads of double crossing and which brings me to the next aspect of the hunger games which we didn't mention of when you're in the arena as a player you have a representative outside who is trying to get you sponsorship oh yeah 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 and what they can you're do with mentor, sponsorship is it yeah uh, you have like, a mentor who theirs is uh Hamish, which is played by um woody harrelson woody harrelson i was uh, about to say woody allen <laughs> uh, i was gonna say matthew mcconaughey <laughs> um mixing up my true detectives so you've Hamish and he like so his character he's he's on the outside he's your he trains them for the because he's been he's done it he yeah, won yeah. like 20 years beforehand or something and he um so he's kind of yeah the mentor and training them for everything and what they should expect and basically he's just be prepared for anything but the whole thing with the sponsorship is he can go around and because if you people back a winner almost like betting mm. But if you back a winner, you think, oh, yeah, that person is going to win. You can sponsor them. So you can send them packages. So you can send them a food parcel or yeah, medical yeah. supplies. In, in the Hunger Games, she gets burnt, a chemical burn. Um, then they drop in this, like, ointment. It's just like a cream. And it, like, fixes her burn, like, straight away. Because hmm. they've loads of mad... There's loads of weird mad technology and stuff to have. Uh, like, they have the Cracker Jacks, which are... They're, like, a genetically engineered wasp yeah, that gives yeah, you yeah. when they sting you you have halluc- yeah, there's a hallucinogenic in their venom and all this there's loads tracker of stuff. jackers I think tracker that's jackers that's yeah. it what did I say cracker jack mm. <laughs> <laughs> tracker jackers that's it so there's loads of different things going on there but yeah one of the things is the sponsorship thing so that's where you need the deceit is not only to survive with other people but if you have if you're able to sell yourself as a likable person for audiences then your mentor can get some sponsorship and get you some supplies and give you an, a, a hand up or an advantage so, yeah, yeah yeah so uh like they describe it in the books there's there's some years in the hunger games that everyone just starves to death and they never fight each other because of the setup of the arena and that they can't get sponsorship and all this like just everyone just fails that year because of whatever they build the arena they make it like there's one where they just made it a, a desert and everyone just died after three days from dehydration. <laughs> right. Even though, like, it was like they just didn't think it through. You know, because there's a couple of different things that are described in the books. So, yeah, you need to have the ability to sell yourself, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not very good at. No? No, I'm not great at selling myself. I've never yeah. been, I've never been that person who's like, 
you know, you're going up for a job or something that I'm like, I'm the best guy for this job. I just can't be that person. I'm just well, not. I think my biggest weakness is that I'm just too good at my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just not that cocky prick. Like, it's just... <sighs> but yeah, that's it. Just being able to sell yourself as well as deceiving your... And like deceiving other contestants as well. They're all important. Yeah, yeah. Because like one of the first things that happens is the weak are picked off straight away. Mm. And then stronger people will form alliances yeah. for however long so you'll end you might end up with two or three rival groups and because people because when you i suppose the most important thing which i keep forgetting with uh, hunger games is you're dropped into this arena you're stuck in a position and what you can see is what do they call it again the cornucopia um which is like a central area Mm. And in that, there's a pile of supplies. So you've got food, rations, maybe some medical supplies, things like warm blankets, stuff like that, and weapons. The weaker people are going to maybe try and grab whatever they can and run. Other people will just run. They won't even try and get anything. And then just the stronger people, the fighters, like you're saying, there's, prof- there's the people who are professionally trained and that kind of stuff. They're the ones who are going to go for the weapons. Yeah, and they have yeah, custom yeah. weapons like Katniss has her bow. Or there's one guy like, like spears and other people like swords or whatever and it's always it, they never give you like a gun <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like there's a machete a knife a spear um, I do a, like a bludgeoning tool of some kind I like in Battle Royale how some of them get like AKs in their bag oh, do they? Oh, and do they, some yeah. of them get like pots and pans oh, really? like it's completely random yeah, it's what so weapons you get I'm not sure if I've actually ever seen um, Battle Royale oh really yeah I'm trying to think it's like it's not as good like it's when you see it when you're 16 you think it's the best movie ever made it's and when one, you see it you know, when you're older you're like it's, it's just a teenage horror movie like. yeah it's one of those movies I probably saw at a party when I was 16 and people are mostly just talking and it was mm. kind of on in the background that's probably the only way of saying it it's subtitled doesn't help if no. people <laughs> uh, you know it's one of those things where you're at a party and someone's like oh we should totally watch this and then you don't watch the movie mm. anyway like um, but well, there because uh, I've loads of scenes in my head of it, but I can't really think about it too much either. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and I know the concept. So, so. Um, well, there were weapons. So, what, what, what weapons? What, what weapon would you choose um, in in the Hunger Games? I'd like to say I'm proficient with a bow, but I'm not really. Like I've done a good bit of archery. I have a bow, and yeah, you missed a day. Me, me and the lads, we you went out. Tell uh, me, yeah. it was deadly. We went to a field, and there was the farmer who just baled all the hay so it was big round bales and then some it was a field like right beside the beach there was cliffs at the edge of the field and someone had rolled a bale onto the beach so we went down the beach and the beach is I don't know a mile long it's only a small little beach and we were able to go one end of the beach and aim our arrows like put them up in the air like medieval archers in war and shoot them up and let them arch and come down and uh, try and hit the bale of hay that way and it was deadly it was amazing because you, you and me we did target and then we're you're going through the woods and there's like styrofoam animals and you're trying to hit them so the most distance you're going to get to an object was maybe what not enough like 20 feet 20 feet yeah deadly it was so good yeah but it's very hard to be accurate of course yeah, so hard yeah. to be accurate but like, you know like and it's it, slow it is slow that's the thing like when you see Katniss in Hunger Games she's whipping out bows and the same way like Hawkeye and Avengers like yeah, if um, you're 
uh, with, green arrow is the same yeah, yeah. when you're moving that fast with a bow you are not like no matter how well trained you are like you have to be calm and steady to shoot a bow yeah yeah you can't just whip it out and pull back and let loose like you're, you're just gonna be no think, think of it in in the classic term of somebody's running at you and okay say they're a good distance from you you're in the time they run three four hundred yards meters whatever you're maybe going to get two arrows off. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's why, like, it's good for hunting, but, like, using a bow, it's more akin to, like, being a sniper. Like, you're yeah. going to be sitting in wait, and, like, I think it would be a, the perfect weapon for the Hunger Games, but once you get a good vantage point and are yeah. picking people off as they come, as they yeah, pass. Yeah, exactly. You need a good tree perch. <laughs> yeah, not running through the woods, just flying out arrows. Also, don't like how she puts her finger on the arrow as it shoots. Nobody should do that. Very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she does it in a weird way, yeah. Um, no, I... It looks like she done proper bow training, though, like her stance and all that, but, like, for some reason, like, she's putting her fingers between, like, her left fingers on oh, the arrow yeah, as yeah. she shoots, like, and that's just... To keep it steady in the knocking point, you know what I mean? Yeah, but... but you don't really do that. Yeah. And she's using, like, she's using your, your standard bow, like, so... Just shouldn't, shouldn't be any reason to do that, but no, yeah. I have a bow, it's kind a of a recurve bow. Sorry, I couldn't, yeah, yeah. Word. I have a kind of a mine would be more like a long bow, and own has one same, suppose to kind of like the ones we used when we were on the stag, you know, they have the white Is yours arches like and the that? one handle. No, mine's a little bit different. Um, but yours isn't then, really a long, it's still a recurve bow, it's just a bigger one, isn't it? It's quite like if I because a long bow is your proper, like your long bow is like nearly the height of us. <laughs> well, mine, not quite, mine would probably go. To my chin. Oh, okay. Oh, right. If then it is. Yeah, yeah. For my feet, like. I just. Um, geez, it's been so long. Oh, yeah, because there's that picture of you as the green arrow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, pretty. I used that on the website for. The, we we done a short film before. I had to do a website for oh, yeah. a project, and that was your your profile picture. That's really funny. No, yeah, the, I didn't realize yours was a long bow, but now that yeah, I think it's about pretty, it. it's pretty long. But that must be because. Because you kind of take all the weight on your back almost when you're shooting. So like with a long, like a longbow, you need much more, like you need more power and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite different. Well, the, and then Stephen, who um, was with us as well, he bought this one. It's a Korean bow. It's really small. Yeah, it's, I, I just it's like I would say thirty inches from point to yeah, point, yeah, yeah. and it's 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 a, in kind of a bent shape as well. So it's not like mine are. I suppose my, the arms of my bow are full curve, right? Yeah, yeah. Owns one, which is more the ones we had. It's like the thicker wood kind of fiberglassy material. And that's has a slight curve at the top. Yeah, that's what Katniss uses. Yeah. It's like that's your uh, yeah. uh, recurve. Recurve, bow. yeah, yeah. And then Wiley's is kind of a combo of the two, but really short. Yeah. yeah. And when you pull it, it bends so much. If you include the string, you almost turn it into a circle. When you pull it, it's deadly and it's really powerful. Yeah, I I bought. Uh, I just, but it's really hard to shoot because you don't have a knocking rest on it. You don't have a um, the gap. You kind of make a shape with your fingers, and the arrow just sits on top of yeah, yeah. this really uncomfortable, unnatural shape <laughs> with your fingers, and then you let it go through that. But you also have to try and not let it catch your fingers it's, yeah there's a whole Which is, that's why i was saying that's what katniss does in hunger games i mean she's using a recurve bow yeah so she shouldn't be doing it no she's just gonna slice her fingers with and, yeah. and she'll fuck up the tails like 
yeah, uh, yeah exactly. and the direction of the arrows <laughs> i did i bought a korean bow on ebay just a cheap one just to because oh I, did you yeah because i don't want i didn't want to spend a whole lot of money on it because it's so different that i might i want to see how it feels first like i only spent like 30 quid on it oh, okay yeah, yeah just because like Stephen bought his for like 150 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll buy if if i like how it feels and stuff yeah and it's good i'll get a, a better did you one get it? i know i only bought it in the last few days like and it's oh, coming no. from japan I th- or china probably uh, yeah. but i think japan when it comes then you should come with us and we'll go eat somewhere and go shooting the though it's getting cold now so yeah, well, that's apparently why I bought it as well is because they're so small that I could just, when I'm going back to the country, whenever I'm going home, I can just, like, put it in a bag. And oh, cause yeah, yeah. I, like, cool. I mean, there's acres in our backyard I could just shoot, but also yeah, you could yeah. just go anywhere. But with the the fact that you can still get, with the Korean bows, you can still get such distance and stuff. Like, that'd be a good one to have in the Hunger Game because you can have something else with it. You're not lugging around this big recurve bow or a long bow. No, no. So at least, like, if you pick the Korean ball, you get another weapon as well, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Okay, so we land in the arena. All right. And I think I'd still have my, my Millwall brick that got me through Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the screwdriver wrapped in newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's different supplies, and you see weapons and stuff. What are you going for? We know uh, what types of weapons there are. There's knives, there's yeah, spears, yeah. machetes... There's bows, arrows. There's um. There's what did you call it again? The Millwall brick. <laughs> Your Millwall brick. There's there's a spiked club. You know there's axe. I like the axe that's used in the Hunger Games oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that like a fireman axe or like a like a? It's a battle axe in the having Hunger Games. Oh yeah. I'd like a like like a nice hatchet, like a like a um like a hatchet for skinning. Like for taking scalps, yeah, kind of hatchet. That's a what ma- like. There's a mace as well. Listen, somebody has yeah, a mace. Yeah, a mace. Game. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. So what are you going for? You're going for a battle axe, eh? Uh, I think if the rule I the rule I made up that if you pick the cream ball, you get two. I t- like. Um, I mean, you get one. I think it'd be fair if you if you get the Korean ball, you get a smaller, like a knife. Yeah, like, like a hunting knife. knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fair. Because you know what, like a machete is a big weapon. I doubt I can't pick a Korean a Korean bow and the machete. Oh, okay. I, I I'm given. I'm I'm the one that's given me those restraints. No, but. no, no. That's what you I mean. You you get whatever you can grab. So that's what you're going for. That's your. Well, I think if I can grab, if I have time to grab, I go for the Korean bow first. Then I, if nobody's taking the machete by then, I I still try for the machete. Oh yeah. Failing that, I'd get a hunting knife maybe. I mean the sai, the old sai. It's a good one too. <laughs> like, I, you are death. <laughs> um, it's well, you got distance, but I think project. I think like just projectiles are the best. So if you're yeah. fighting other people, like you don't want to be close. Close combat no, I'm, just I'm, doesn't end well. Because it's a favorite for me. I'm going for a hatchet, like a like a scalping hatchet. Mm. I just want to have one, but I'm going for something else as well. Like I'll probably go for a bow of some kind, mm. and I wouldn't be too fussy whether it's the Korean bow or a long bow or whatever you know? I won't be fussy at all I'm just saying like in my idea was that it's, just, it's smaller it's yeah, more yeah. compact so you grab the Korean bow I'll grab the long bow I'm more familiar with it I'm grabbing a scalp and hatchet I don't, I'm trying to think of a proper name for it like a, it would just be a hatchet or I think it's just a hatchet just a yeah, yeah. little axe battle axe I would just talk. well a battle axe sound bigger I think of battle axe as being heavy and sometimes yeah. being two sided or like having two uh, wings of blades on it where I'm thinking like a little hatchet thing you just 
hang out of your belt like an apache arc. that's exactly what i'm talking about i was trying to think yeah um you can throw it as well yeah well this a tomahawk tomahawk that's it that's it so i'm taking the tomahawk because i'm gonna throw it at motherfuckers there's <laughs> also actually another like just talking about projectiles the darts as well that's not because you know you can have oh, like poisons. blow darts yeah yeah, oh, yeah. different that's poisons on them and stuff yeah. I've never used one of them before. I'm not sure how like how no. does your aim need to be with one? I'd imagine it'd be actually quite easy to aim. Just make sure you breathe in through your nose. But <laughs> <laughs> well, like I wonder, yeah, how like using a blowing dart, like what's it like to aim? I don't know. But like that we were saying we're living in District Twelve and we're hunting, so we're familiar with bows. Mm. And I'm I think I'm, we're familiar enough with bows. Like I mean not in real life. Like like keen marksmen, but like you could, uh, if there was a Hunger Games right at this moment, I think we'd stand a better you chance. You could make two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, but like that. You're in a tree. You're hiding in a tree. Okay, so I'm, no, I'm going too far. Um, okay, we're both grabbing bows. I'm grabbing a tomahawk. You're grab. Are you grabbing a hunting knife or the machete? Machete, feck it. Yeah, if I can get okay. the boat, yeah, it's a machete. The machete. Yeah, no. Okay, yeah, that's good. But um, even like, I'd, I'd, I think I'd waste too much time looking for this. The, my particular <laughs> weapon I want I don't want like a fucking yeah it's this fucking melee like people are grabbing for people yeah, are killing no. each other but I don't want like the big there's gonna me- be there's gonna be that big muscly fucker who's just like killing people standing there straight away <laughs> yeah like the hound yeah <laughs> but with machetes though I think I'd be looking for more like the bowie sort of machete the the smaller like yeah, somewhat yeah. like it's more like a huge hunting knife but it's technically a machine. yeah you're not going for the really big lot no like the jason boris cutting off no yeah, yeah. You, you, I'm you're not, not sure. looking, sorry you're not looking for a beheading machete yeah yeah because what use will that actually be to you really like not much you're just going to be carrying it or like if you're if you, well it's not going to be used if you're planning on i'd be trying my best to avoid any close combat like so yeah there's, there's going to be that big fucker who's like there's a broadsword there for him, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> even a good, a good stick, like a good long hard stick. But that's what you do with the machete. You see, you can make more weapons. That's true. Yeah, you can yeah, make yeah. yourself some stick spear or uh, get a, get get a nice uh, do some whittling. Get yourself yeah, a nice yeah. sharp spear. You can make more arrows. Can make a mill wall brick. You could make a mill wall brick. It's <laughs> such a weird thing. You just need to find some newspaper there in the woods. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> um Yeah, so yeah, we grab those bits, we're scattering into the woods. We're aligning obviously straight away because Yeah. Have we split up into two people at this point? No, my hands are just coming out underneath the trench coat and grabbing. <laughs> and I'm like, get me a tomahawk, get me a tomahawk <laughs> And you're like, Shane, run, run, run. <laughs> And we're running and we're just wobbling all over the place. <laughs> it's someone on someone else's shoulders. <laughs> and I now, feel like it'd be good because we think we, we like think we're fooling everybody, and nobody's and everybody's just that. like, "Well, I'm going to leave them. They're going to be the easiest to get." We you know everybody's just going to be like, "Well, we're in no rush to pick them up." Like, if yeah, they yeah. insist on going through this entire ordeal on each other's <laughs> shoulders, but it's all a trick. ruse. So once we get into the trees and we're into cover, that's where we split back into two people. Yeah. And then we can run faster and we want to climb up a tree, I suppose. Like, well, I think what I'd do then when we split, I, I have a dummy 
stashed away somewhere <laughs> and I put the dummy on my shoulder so when they do try and pick me off they just shoot a dummy off my shoulders and then I pop <laughs> out from underneath and like haha fooled you and laced them with arrows so you managed to smuggle a dummy into the Hunger Games well, it's like a blow up sex doll or something <laughs> <laughs> what did you smuggle it up your arse <laughs> I mean I've never I've never actually seen a, a blow up doll in real life but I assume they come very like an exercise ball where if you let the air out you can kind of fit in your pocket nearly yeah, I suppose that. <laughs> assume you're searched before you go in like anyway well, it's I a mean, funny scenario if we can get in there on each other's shoulders to <laughs> begin with surely I know yeah. <laughs> um, in this reality we split up anyway yeah, whether whether we're, there's two of us or we're one person in a trench coat we're there but and <laughs> The whole time I was talking about the weapons, I'd forgotten about the whole on each other's shoulders thing. <laughs> and then I just remembered it there as we were running away. <laughs> Sorry. We climb some trees and then a tree nearby within our line of sight, we hang the trench coat. Mm. So then when anyone approaches, we just pick them off with arrows. And then I go down and then I scalp them. <laughs> Not important for the game, but it is for you. Well, I'm collecting scalps. <laughs> How else do you get why, them? Why else did I collect a tomahawk? Well, you know, it would actually, like, if you're walking around with scalps, yeah. it would definitely be a good scare tactic for others. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. do you think, because, like, also, you got to remember, these are all teenagers. <laughs> but so are we. In this scenario, I, I figure we're still the same age, that we're still adults. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we can manage that. What I was going to get to, though, is because your biggest challenge isn't the other competitors. It's all the things the yes. creators put there to make you lose. You're the, talking about the, the stuff they do to make you stop from just being boring and hiding, picking people off. Yeah, they want yeah. you to go out and fight. So You're they release poisonous gases. The yeah. what are they called? The tracker jackers. The oh, the, the hounds, dogs. The yeah. wolf. So, they're wolf something. Yeah, uh, which are made from the remains. I think it's just wolf mutants. They're just mutants. Like yeah, they're wolf. made from the remains of the people who've already died. There's a really weird dark the thing. are? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. The hounds, they're meant to be like, they've taken the bodies and then mutated them. Because there's one I think has like, I think there's a character has like really green eyes or something. And then there's one with green eyes. And oh, okay. I didn't there's know a, like that. a person with say like a tattoo and one of the wolves has a slight impression of the tattoo. You know, there's this kind of thing. It's really unbelievably weird. silly, but yeah, yeah I'm, but I'm trying to. Rem I remember it more from the book, not so much the film, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in the film they don't actually address that at all. They just have them as these mutant wolves. Yeah, where in the book that's what it is. I'm, I'm just, yeah, there's something like that I'm trying <clears> to remember. <throat> but well, basically, everything they do, they do to fuck with your head, not just you physically. Like. Yeah, yeah, but bioengineered creatures, I think, would be yeah. your biggest. Yeah, like having to tackle that, and, and also and environmental fog that burns you. They even put up stuff like forest fields and things. Don't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. Forest mm -hmm. fires, irradiated water, <laughs> loads of shit. Like, still have that iodine pill. Yeah, from... there's, there's a whole thing of putting iodine into water and stuff. But I mean, that's again just I to mean, take I it back to the to them. the real <laughs> to the real life version. Like, I mean, there is you know they're on their way to engineering animals. Like, so that yeah, could yeah. be something you, you would have to face. Most likely, yeah. That'd be a cool apocalypse, actually. We should do an episode on that. Just yeah. bioengineered creatures? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a... Have you seen there, in Taiwan, they engineered these uh, pigs that glow? <laughs> that they're green and they glow in the dark? <laughs> Shit, you know? I've seen stuff of rabbits glowing in the dark. They use, like, a jellyfish uh, DNA. I think that's the, yeah, yeah. It's the same. Why do they do it in pigs? 
I guess just because it's going up, going up on the chain. Like, hmm? I mean, you do a mice first. Normally, you move on to. Oh, so you just go to be. Oh, I thought you meant like it, <laughs> you could see them better hanging on the chain when you've slaughtered them. I was like, <laughs> no, what? Just, just move up. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, a pig skin like more resembles a human. So that's why they use it for to test cleaning products and shit like that. Yeah, so yeah. I assume the real version we will be more fight, okay. fighting mighty mice yeah. rather than hounds. But. Yeah. So okay. Do we manage to kill everyone in the arena? I think we, yeah. I think we, It comes down to you and me. I think back into the trench coat. <laughs> Pretend. And, and, and they just go, I won. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, I think they run into the problem where if they just let us play along with the joke, surely on paper, the winner of the last Hunger Games was Johnny Shane. Yeah. So if the, the sort of legal agreement is that it's Johnny Shane that enters this one if we kill each other then doesn't we're ki- you're killing somebody that wasn't involved in the games surely yeah, that yeah. can't look well on TV so it ends up the last two of us is like and the winner is Johnny Shane yeah I t- and they just have to go back with living this ridiculous <laughs> that's, that's, that's a really funny ending instead of the whole like poison berries I love you kind of thing for us it's like we could get down the last the two of us and we both just look at each other and you have that moment of like tense music of oh my god they're gonna kill each other and then you just put on the trench coat and climb up on my shoulders yeah. <laughs> without saying anything <laughs> and then you just hold up uh, the tomahawk in one hand and the bow in the other and you just go I win yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they just go and that's it we have to keep on living as one person till the next until the next Hunger Games <laughs> in uh, I've never seen the Mockingjay part one is okay. is the what's the con- is there there's no contrivance to get them in a Hunger Games now it's just about the rebellion isn't it um, no Really? The, the one that's come out will by the time this goes out it'll be out whatever a week 10 days and there's been trailers so yeah. spoilers I guess I don't know yeah the first part is very little happens actually it's all about them hiding in a bunker and planning the rebellion and Pete has been captured and Katniss was rescued and stuff because you saw the one with all the at the end of it they blow up the arena with yeah, your man's yeah. invention with the tree and the lightning and all that kind of stuff yeah Um, and it was all planned and it was Philip Seymour Hoffman designed the arena so that it would blow up so they could escape and it's a whole thing. So he turns out they're all part of this rebellion group and half the people who were in the arena were working to save Katniss so that she could um, so she could become this symbol mm. of the Mockingjay or whatever. So then the first one is first part is there's um there's a camera crew who are rebels and they're basically documenting Katniss going and visiting refugees in bombed out districts and then that's being broadcast out like illegally to the TVs and stuff because they're trying to get propaganda to start a rebellion and everything so she's the symbol of the rebellion so that's all the first part so now the second part sounds like a very boring film for it's okay, but it is a bit boring. Yeah. They did just split like it there was just no sounds. Need. It like, could have been the first half hour yeah, of the full, yeah. They could have just made a three hour movie instead of two two and a half hour movies or whatever they are. Um, and now this part then is an all out assault to rescue Peter and bring down the government. And the whole point of it is that the 
um, um, but is, uh, sorry were you saying there, do, is there a contrivance to get people to Hunger Games back? yeah okay do you know what that yeah yeah I'm about to explain <laughs> okay well that's just why I want to just because we're wrapping up it's like yeah, yeah. too long of sorry yeah um, so the what they do for, for, for them to be back in the Hunger Games again is while they're trying to get to President Snow's house or whatever he has actually turned the city and the way they're getting in into an arena so it's all about the environment trying to kill them. So like that, there's mutated dogs, there's fires, there's cracker jackers, there's but there's in no the, in the, tra- in the there's trailer, no contestants at least. Well, essentially they are the contestants. Yeah, but they're, it's not, they're not trying to kill each other. But I can get I can get with that. Uh, yeah. So they, basically, they use arena technology to stop them getting there. <clears throat> yeah, but there's no actual Hunger Games this time round, at least. No, 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 um, no. <laughs> but it, kind of, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you would if you had that tech at your disposal. Why would you not use it to stop yeah, an on, like, uh, onslaught? Look, look, looking at the trailer there, there's a wave like crude oil coming at them and stuff. <laughs> coming between the buildings, this massive wave, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'll probably never see it. Like, No, I was going to go, not tomorrow, the day after, but now I can't go. So. Like, they're fine, but I can like I can take them and leave. Like, if it's on TV sometime, You'd or like, it goes to Netflix, maybe when I, like, I'll, I might, but I'm not going, it's not the type of thing I'd... No. They're grand, they're average films. Battle Royale again. I still prefer <laughs> that, even though that's not yeah, a very yeah. good movie either, but yeah, yeah. I just would I prefer that. Yeah. So um, we survived The Hunger Games. Yeah. Or sorry, Johnny Shane survived The Hunger yeah. Games. <laughs> and I went dark again. Yeah, you have a habit of going that way. Let's see how we do in our Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. We'll put that out there now, actually, because we yeah. don't hear back from anybody, but we're thinking of doing either Die Hard, Home Alone, or Krampus for yeah, and Christmas. Actually, yeah, yeah, please vote, let us know what you want. Yeah. To hear us too. <laughs> <laughs> I think whether it's Die Hard or Home Alone are essentially the same films anyway, so... Oh, I suppose we could do It Is You're In Both. How to Die Hard While Home Alone. <laughs> something like that well I think we just settled which we do now but, but also we've got uh, yeah follow us on Facebook Disaster Artist Podcast or Pod same on Facebook just search as we'll show up and uh, subscribe to this wherever you're listening to and uh, rate and review reviews would really help yes people don't yes. when you because we've asked for reviews and other things some you get a few but like it would it really help like the, the more reviews you have the, the better rankings you're gonna yeah get, so. and like people it's like people are always it's weird because like once you get like ter- once podcast gets like 30 reviews all of a sudden they get dozens because nobody really wants to be the first dozen yeah. to review yeah. So it's kind of getting past that hurdle. So, like, if any you want to take that bullet if, for if, us. If anybody's brave. Yeah. And wants to live, like, wants to be above the rest. And well, you get, like, a good slot in our doomsday bunker if you rate. Yeah. I think that's the rule. Yeah. We're actually tr- trying to, I have to send around a few emails, but we, we want to, like, do some sort of a competition as well with, like, survivor yeah. kits. Um, bug out bags and things like that. bug out bags could be a, a long way away we need to yeah. talk about bug out no, bags we're going to do like a survival first. a survival tin essentials or something yeah, like. yeah, yeah. check and out if you have suggestions for a scenario for us to survive in please tell us yeah yeah twitter's the best place if you want to see how I'm yeah. going to kill children in a different scenario <laughs> yeah. let us know yeah just DM us there or tweet whichever um, that's about it yeah I can't think of anything else really have a nice apocalypse <laughs> <laughs>